We've come such a long way, folks. We've come so far. I'm proud of each, each and every single one of you. Why? Because football season is less than 24 hours away at the time of this recording. And who better to talk football odds than with the woman who works at FanDuel herself and resident TB12 lover like myself, Brianna Pierre. Brianna, how are we doing tonight? I'm great. I am so happy that we finally made it. Um, even though I always say football season is the most exhausting, unhinged time of year. I'm so happy it's back. Um, and I'm sure within a week I'll change my tune, but for right now. <laughs> I love that word. It's like, it's such an exhausting process. Cause like every other, like, look, sports process, like for example, hockey, basketball, we don't like to take our time away from that sports. Cause it's like, it's just so glued and like, it's so go, 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 go. Meanwhile, football, we get at least 17 games. And then for seven, eight months, you don't get to see your team depending on how well your season goes. So right. Just ready to talk some football. That's all it is. It's just like, oh my God, we finally got games to talk about. And we get it started with tomorrow night with Detroit going into Kansas City. A proper banner night for the Chiefs, I might add, just because obviously their first one was impacted by COVID. Yep. And the big storyline here is what is going on with 87? And I'll say this for the gambling community out there. They're going to build, like, the casinos are going to clean house if you keep betting the Lions. I'm just going to say that right now. Yep. It's uh at the same time though, I still I was looking on uh FanDuel today just to see, you know, how much it has changed, what the odds for like any of the touchdown props for Kelsey are. And they're still going with like Kelsey first touchdown with the best odds. So I don't know if they know something we don't, or they're just kind of hoping for the best. Um but I I I personally don't think he's gonna play. I, I don't think so either. I think if this happened like early last week or like a, two weeks ago, I'd say, you know what? Yeah, it'll happen. But the fact it's like Tuesday it happened, today we still don't know. And then it's like, hey, he may play tomorrow night. I feel like it's just, look, for as much as we'd love to have you out there, Travis, just take the take the game off and then right. look, look long picture. This is a team like, look, we all know, we know about this for many years. You have to look long picture with this. You can't look short picture, or short term to long term, excuse me. Um, it's it's one of those things too where like yeah maybe losing first game in the season obviously not great for a team that you would imagine is going to be in the playoff picture potentially even the Super Bowl picture again most likely given their history but Kelsey is no spring chicken anymore and I feel like that's kind of getting overlooked by everybody just because the way he acts and he's really been consistent in terms of not being injured up until this point i don't think he's missed a game since what like 2014 due to injury something like that like he had covid one year or something but now at this point he's 30 off the top of my head i want to say 34 yeah 33 34 somewhere in there that's a that's around the time where you know the body's the body's not what it once was especially when you're getting beaten up on a football field and that's it's it's going to be an interesting thing to watch going through the season because I've had my fair share of knee injuries playing sports. I've hyperextended my knee a few times. It's not serious, but it's still not fun. It hurts. And to play through it is I mean, I'm talking high school volleyball playing through it. I can only imagine professional football like that can't be easy, but it's going to be interesting to see how much it affects the Chiefs. Because when you take Kelsey away and you look at the rest of their pass catchers, it's uh, it's something. I don't know how good it is, but it's something. It's it's something. It's there. It's something. It's kind of um, basically making ch- making a chicken salad sandwich, but with like the worst, not the worst, but like bad kind of like that, like just bad frozen freezer dried chicken. Just I only say that because. The talents there, like I even heard some podcasts today where they're like trying to talk of all these other guys. Sure, Tony's great. Sure, Sky Moore's got potential. Rasheed Rice is someone that I think Patrick worked out with before the draft. But their tight end game after Kelsey, it just falls down so significantly to where it's like you can't make up for it. I only said what I said earlier about the whole like I think that they're gonna the the, the casinos, excuse me, are gonna win big tomorrow night is just because I feel like the more that line drops, I think the more people are gonna think Detroit's gonna go in there and take care of business. And I said the same thing last year, too, when everyone said this team was supposed to take a step back. I'm like, guys, as long as 15's out there and he's healthy, yep. I have faith in that team that they're going to do good. So that's why I say that. 
And as for this game goes, there's one bet that I've loved since the schedule came out, which is the last time you and I spoke, and that is the over, which keeps dropping. So the more it drops, I'm just like, all right, Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, I, I think it's just because of the defenses. That's the big thing with this game. Even though Kansas City weapons are in question, you have Kansas City Chiefs team, which no one on defense really sticks out. The obvious person's holding out right now and Chris right. Jones. And the Detroit, besides Aiden Hutchinson, I know they have Gardner Johnson. I know they added Cam Sutton. There's no one there to really pop, and Detroit's known to score. So I'm just like, I if, I feel like if tomorrow night could be that true, not Patrick Mahomes coming out party in a sense, but a coming out party in the sense of he doesn't need exactly the right people to do it. It's kind of like how today on Twitter we were reminded of the fateful Tom Brady comeback against the New Orleans Saints in 2013. Mm-hmm. Unicorns, show ponies, where's the beef? I think you know exactly the game I'm oh, talking sure about. Oh, sure do. <laughs> Sure do. Well, my going a little bit off of that, my favorite bet for this game, I looked at it earlier today, like I said, and I saw this one and I said, oh, this is ripe for the picking, especially if Kelsey is out. They're going to have to rely on Mahomes more than they normally do because they don't have the security blanket of Kelsey. And to that, I say, Patrick Mahomes over 17 and a half rushing yards and anytime touchdown. Plus I think, 390 is Mahomes' I think, touchdown. I think that I yeah, and then you put them both together. I think it came out to like 560 when I looked earlier today. It I feels good. It feels I good. I got a really good feeling about that. The one I like too is if you have Mahomes for an anytime touchdown, but mine, instead of the rushing yards, because oh, that's I, I know that's there if you want to go plus 1076 is him plus Jameer Gibbs anytime touchdown. Ooh, I like Jameer Gibbs too. I was one pick away from drafting him in my fantasy draft and he got snatched right before. I think he's going to have a really good year for them. So that that's interesting too. I like that. I was going to save this for Twitter, but I'm going to tell you right now, I know everyone's high on Bijan. I like him to win offensive rookie of the year just because I feel like he's going to be dependent on a lot Plus two with the Jamison Williams suspension. I know they have Amon Ross St. Brown. They're going to be using him a lot, especially in that pass catching role because David yeah. Montgomery is not a pass catching running back. Yeah. And Bijan, I just, there's something about that Falcons team where like I see what everybody else is seeing in the potential, not just of him, but just as the team as a whole. And I, I don't know if I'm on board yet. I'm not. I just don't like the people that are going on the whole. First round pick of fantasy, like in my draft, in like one of the leagues I'm in last night, he went fifth overall. Like, I'm like, yeah. I don't like that for a rookie. I think he's going to be a great running back. I mm-hmm. just don't see a world where it's like he's this, like, all of a sudden, uh, a Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley from like last year, like going out there putting out crazy numbers. I get the hype. I'm just a proceed with caution with it, especially with a rookie, because look, the leaps from college to the NFL is so great. Remember Kyle right. Pitts two years ago? Now people yep. are saying he's a bust. So it's just, Put two and two together. Right, exactly. I'm I completely understand that. And especially too with running backs. Like it's just it's so hard. It's so hard to value them at all. And then you look at the fantasy aspect of it, and it's like you got maybe five that you know are gonna be like the tried and true workhorses that they're gonna score you 20 points per game no matter what. And then everybody else, it's like, okay, like maybe, <laughs> maybe I hope so. But He's a, I mean, I, I still, like I said, I still do think Bijan's going to have a good year, but I can understand maybe not buying in completely to what the Falcons, but we can get to their game and we can talk about that later. We can. They're actually after this next one, because this next one I have to ask you a question is, do you have that fire in your gut? If, because if you don't have it, I'm going to need you to get it really quick because we're here to win football games. Although I feel like they're not going to win football games. If you haven't bet it yet, under four and a half, still there for the right taking. As the Cardinals go to Washington, and I'm going to say this, this is under 38 and a half. I'm sorry. It's just, I, I can't see Josh Dobbs scoring plus the defense. And I just don't see, like the commander's offense, I feel like it's going to be good, but I just don't see a world where they're out, going out there putting up like, 30 or 40. I can easily see this being like a, a 21 to like six kind of football game. This is, I, f- I feel bad saying this, but like if, if the Cardinals win a game, like that's a success for what they're putting out there. Um, but this more than anything, I think is a really good game for Sam Howell to yeah. kind of find his footing, 
get a little bit more comfortable with, you know, the life of the starting quarterback, true gameplay as a starting quarterback against a pretty, I don't want to call anybody an easy competition in the National Football League, but like if there's ever going to be a game where you absolutely should win it, it's going to be this one for Washington. So it's, uh, man, Arizona though, like just, I, I see the vision completely tank for Caleb. I get yeah. it. I a hundred percent, but boy, this is going to be a long year. It, it, it's just, it's painful. Cause like, as soon as it went from like, so who drove here today? Who took the bus? Like, Imagine asking an NFL player who makes millions of dollars, "Hey, did you take the bus to get to work today?" It's like, what are you, what are you doing? That, no, that whole that whole thing was so corny. Schefter knew what he was doing when he put that out there. He, <laughs> he totally knew. did. He's like, I'm gonna put this out here because, like, it's like it's not like it's just a random clip. No, it's on the Cardinals YouTube channel. But like the fact that you're putting it on Twitter, you're just setting it up for thing after thing. Like even today, there was a tweet from a uh, quote from Gannon saying like, "Oh hey, I'm the reason we lost the Super Bowl." Where I literally just went, "You didn't have that fire in your gut, buddy." But um, <laughs> that's just I, it, I, it's, but then to go on to say like, "I I need a room full of killers." Like mm, phrasing, maybe there's there's been some history in this league uh, with that. There's got to be. There's got to be. Call them like junkyard dogs or something like that. Yeah. Killers, like, maybe that's a little too far. Yeah, because it's like this whole world where it's like just expecting you. Like, I feel bad for Gannon because, like, I know he's a good defensive coordinator, but when it comes to leader of men, I'm just looking at this guy like, okay, you got Marquise Brown for a for, you have to give up a first to get him. You're probably going to get at best a fifth to get rid of him. And I know Kate take for Caleb, which makes sense, but also, too, they have this scenario with, uh, Kyler now where it's like hey he can't get hurt or afford to get hurt otherwise you're screwing yourself over so right it's if you're in the desert I just feel sorry for you I'll say this too that that minus seven is right there for the taking if you want if you want it's, just go for it yeah it's it's gonna be a a good game especially if you have Washington's defense fantasy wise start them start them don't even consider and don't look at anything else don't consider anything else don't do what I'm doing right now with Buffalo's defense and think maybe I Put them on the bench for the week and get somebody else. Don't do any of that. Josh Jobs is going to throw at least two interceptions, at least. And it's no fault of his more than it's just they're not good. I had Buffalo's defense in one league, and I literally said, I'm like, I'm going to see if Washington's available. Boom, got them on there because I know I can start Buffalo week two when they host Las Vegas. Right. Um, That's that's what I'm thinking about doing. But I last I checked, I don't believe – Washington's available, so I have to do a little bit more research. I think. Well, you know what? I wish you the best in your. I don't know how many leagues you're in, but hopefully you and I just the one. That's more than enough. (laughs) I got three. Um, I I couldn't. I I, I was in five or six at one point, and that was just like over my head. Three, I feel like, is a perfect amount. If I could get it down to two, it'd be great. But we'll see where it goes. Just have to ask though, what's the platform you're on? We are ESPN. Okay, okay, nice. All Yahoo, but I'm considering going to Sleeper for one of them for 2024. Uh, boyfriend does Sleeper, and I've heard plenty of complaints about the platform, so. I feel like every uh, everyone thinks like that their platform is perfect, but it's just yeah. like everyone has their pros and cons to it. Um, but moving on, Carolina, Atlanta. It's a game we get to talk about now, like we were talking about before with Bijan. Um, which if everyone's out there saying, oh, this is, I'm like, no, I'm just saying Bijan's not going to be like a 2,000 yard, 2,000 yard, like rushing and anything like that. I feel like he's going to be good. I just don't think it's right to put like, yeah, he's going to be an all pro. He's going to be all this stuff right away. No. Right. Um, but Carolina and Atlanta, I'm going to get right to the point when I'm looking at the numbers here. I like Atlanta and that plus minus three and a half, just because I know Desmond Ritter's Desmond Ritter, but I feel like you're going to get that game where you look at Bryce Young and remember, yeah, he was the first overall pick, but he's still a rookie in the end of the day. So that's all yeah. I'm going to say about this game. So that's kind of the conflict I'm having with this one too. There's a couple games in this week's slate where it's like a toss up for me. This is one of them because I have the same thought too. I'm looking at Atlanta and like, I just, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't totally see it yet. Um, but then looking at Carolina, too, like I love everything that Carolina has done this offseason. I love the coaching staff that they put together. I love what they did in free agency, off getting off with their whole issue with DJ. Like I love getting rid of him, bringing in the people they needed to bring in, and drafting Bryce Young. Yeah. But like you said, like this just 
feels like, hey, rookie, welcome to the NFL. It's yeah. not going to be pretty for you. This just feels like one of those like trap games where I want to root for Carolina. I want them to win. But my gut is telling me, play it safe. Go with Atlanta. That, that's, that's it. I feel like whenever you listen to your gut, that's when you like, like that's when you win. It's when you always overthink it, like how you're doing, where it's like, oh, should I bet Carolina? Like, I feel like Carolina's gonna be that team where this year I feel like you're gonna see those flashes towards like, hey, next year, make those leaps. But then it's this year they're gonna have those moments where it's like, hey, this is still a first year team, first year coach. Yeah. But they have some pieces I like. I have no idea what's going on with Brian Burns right now. I feel like a lot of these players and contract situations is just weird. So especially with what happened with Bosa today too, getting the money that he got, Burns isn't going to want to not play without that. That's that's exactly it. By the way, I don't know if you saw this, but San Francisco's got some financial trouble going oh, into next yeah. year. Oh, they sure do better than than us. Like that's everybody always says. You know, if you want your players, you got to pay the price tag, and that's all well and good until you know the bookkeeper comes a knocking, and it's time to get down to it, the accounting and whatnot and see what you can do for the years to come. And it's not going to be pretty. So. I mean, next year we have like the top three for cap spending. So we don't have to worry about that. As yeah. fans. Um, Cincinnati at Cleveland. I, I know obviously your co-host is a huge Cleveland Browns fan. I feel like she there's anyone. Is. If like she, I feel like it's just like Cleveland on her forehead right away. It's just like, yes. <laughs> Um, I don't mean that about it. I mean that good way because every time I see it, it's just always something, whether it's Guardians, Cavs, or Browns. The one thing I have for you is this is the game I'm torn between because I'm like, I trust Joe Burrow, but that whole they haven't won in Cleveland they in a while. never play the Browns well, ever. I think I got burned last year on Halloween thinking that they were going to win, and then Cleveland kind of just ran them out of the building. So I'm like so like torn here. Like when I look at this and I'm like Cleveland at plus 116 looks like really good value for this game on the money line. And I know everyone likes Pittsburgh and what they've done. I don't like the person, but I think we see a big bounce back here from Deshaun Watson. Not top yeah. five, but like I feel like Cleveland's going to be a team that like not a lot of people are focused on at the moment. I'm hoping I, – I took Cincinnati in this game knowing full well, like I said, that they don't play Cleveland well. They don't play in Cleveland well. Um I don't think they're going to blow them out by any means. I do think that we are going to get some glimpses of old Deshaun Watson here. Um, not rooting for him, obviously, same, <laughs> goes same. without saying. But I, uh, I do think Cleveland, people are looking at the Cleveland Browns team and they're not really giving them their due, I guess, in the division. Like that division... I personally think Cincinnati is going to win it, but I feel like everyone's got a decent shot to dethrone them. And I can, Cleveland's defense, especially. That's the question mark for me because I'm like, I know they got Miles Garrett. I know they have Denzel Ward, but besides that, it's a lot of iffies. Um, but I'll say this. I know the money line's great value. I would adjust, if this line were to be at three and a half, I would take it comfortably for Cleveland. That mm -hmm. two and a half really scares me. So I feel like for this one, I'm going to go Cincinnati just because there's that whole, oh, we don't know what Joe Burrow is. Like he's probably, uh, there's the report, I don't know if you saw, but it seems like he's going to get like 53 or 54 million probably tomorrow or oh, even later tonight. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I just, wish. <laughs> I know. It's like, hey, um, does someone want to pay Brandon and I that much? Yeah, money? seriously. Like, come on. Yeah. We, 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 we're, we're good at our jobs too. Um, <laughs> I mean, we don't look as good smoking a cigar, I don't think, but... No, uh, no, I got to give him the hand on that one. That's it. So, yeah, I feel like that's the way to go, where it's kind of that Cleveland monkey gets off your back. Um, I feel like you're... I feel like we're both Cincinnati, which I feel like your co-host Gab's just, like, punching air right now because it's just like, why aren't you taking my Browns? But I know. <laughs> I know. No, she's a, she's a good sport when it comes to it because I, I have told her, like, there are... I believe in the Browns probably more than most people as a non-Browns fan, but Joe Burrow, man, the, the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase connection. Like I just, I like everything about it. It's hard to pick against that. And especially too, when it comes to defenses, I trust the Cincinnati Bengals defense more than I trust the, the Cleveland Browns defense at the moment. So we'll just have to go with there. And also with Deshaun Watson, I'll say this, I think the football player would be better, but I am not rooting for the human being. That's the big no. thing with this. 
No. Um, Baltimore and Texans. I think this is just an easy layup. Like it's look minus ten. I don't know. It, that seems risky, but like I just, we know Baltimore is going to win this game. It's just by how much. Just right. with Houston, because because with Houston, I feel like I feel like Stroud's going to have less of that welcome to the NFL moment. But with him, it's who do you have around you to make you look good? Like I know you have Damon Pierce. I like Tank Dell coming out of the draft. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I'm just like looking at this team like it's going to be another long year for Texans fans. So Dalton Schultz on that team, though, I completely forgot about that until yesterday because he was an immaculate or a, <laughs> a crossover grid answer. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot he was on this team. So that's helpful. But yeah, it, it's Baltimore. There's no question about it. This is going to be more so the game where we look at Baltimore's offense and see where that receiving core is at specifically where OBJ is at and what that trajectory is going to be. Cause again, at AFC North, I'm going to say it again, wide open in my opinion, like and Baltimore should be who everybody is picking to take over in terms of knocking off Cincinnati, if you are going to do such a thing. I personally am not, but I do think that they have a very good chance to do it. Um, so this is going to be a good like a good gauge on what we're going to get from the Ravens this year. Yeah, exactly. It's that gauge game. Like I was just looking down just to see odds. Out of all the game odds, there's only one bet I love. First touchdown score, Mark Andrews at plus 750. I, I love at- Mark Andrews. I love him for my fantasy team too, which I'm going to say this right now. Someone tonight, I feel like was trying to do one of those trades with me where it's that, okay, how stupid is this guy? Because he offered me Pitts and Sutton, and I give him Andrews. And I literally was just like, no. no. Like, I'm like, that's, <laughs> I, I feel like he's – it's this guy that's new to the league. I feel like it's, he's just doing it to be like, okay, like, who are the idiots in this league? Yeah, so who's going like, to be the sucker? Who's going to yeah. take this? <laughs> who is that? And I'm like, that's not me. Like, Mark Andrews is going to eat in the red zone. And, like, with Houston's defense, I'm like – I look at that and I'm like that plus 750 right there, like not worth a full, like, I don't know what units are. Like I always say this, I always play with money that I am okay to lose instead of money oh, that yeah. I want to win. No, me like, too. Max, max for me is 10 bucks. Like if it's not going to, if I'm not going to lose sleep over it, like that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Sometimes like I'll jump up to like 20 or 25, but there was one time with like, like it was hockey where I had like three $20 bets going and I felt them like just demoralized losing 60 bucks. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be out there like on a Sunday where it's like, yeah, I'm down like a, a couple hundred bucks. So like those people where it's like, Oh, I'm down a thousand. I'm like, no, I don't want to financially peril myself over a game. Like I want to make, especially first week of the year. Like what an awful start to be down like 500 bucks just because you went all in. Like this is why we preach responsible gaming people. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's the one thing I always say is just look, Know your limit, play within it. That's just the thing. Yep, for sure. Um, I'm going to call, not game of the weekend, but this is a game I think has a lot of sneakiness written over, and that's San Francisco going to Pittsburgh. Obviously, Nick Bosa getting paid today. Pittsburgh, this hot team in the offseason, which my take for that is, I I think this is the year that they kind of like, I feel like they come out of the gates and are that disappointing team just because I feel like everyone's so high on them, like where it's, oh, they're going to be this, they're going to be this. But I look at them and I'm like, San Francisco come to town. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the 49ers on that minus two and a half just because, look, like I said, you have Nick Bosa, fat and happy with his payday. (laughs) And I feel like this is that game where I feel like everyone's going to kind of like walk back on Pittsburgh and be like, okay, like they still can be good, but for now we're seeing who a true big dog in the NFL is. And like we were talking earlier about their financial situation, if you're Pittsburgh, if you're San Francisco, excuse me, this is your, I think you got to go for it. Right, right. And this whole thing with Pittsburgh, like I, I see everybody saying, oh, don't sleep on the Steelers this year, don't do this. And I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I'm not seeing what everybody else is seeing, but like I don't. I'm not crazy about them. I think they have potential to maybe be a wild card team, but I, that's it. That's that. That's as far as I'm comfortable going. That's as far as I'm comfortable going to. Like, I think best case scenario for them is like nine and eight or 10 and seven. If they get a couple right. of wins here and there, but I feel nice. like eight or nine is more realistic. Eight or eight to nine wins. And I don't, I'm trying my best to like leave bias aside. Cause I'm not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, I just, I, I know their defense is good. I know Kenny Pickett, like, when he was able to be on the field last year, bald. Najee, same thing. And then George Pickens, like, 
I, I see it all. I see it all. I do. I just don't know. I like. Mm, I don't think I'm there yet with them. It's, it's, we're not drinking the Steel City Kool Aid. Let's just no, call that as no, it is. not doing it. No, I'm not doing it either. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about them in a minute. But Tom's former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, are going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people. This is the thing. This is my other take too. I know people are down on the Vikings. I am not. I still see that they're. I still think they'll win the division. I think they're still plus two twenty five. I know Detroit's the favorite, so I, I I still may take the take that before Sunday. I think this is a Minnesota minus six where everyone's going to be like, "Hey, the, the Vikings are not a bad team." Like it's that. Hey, look, Jordan Addison. Okay, Alexander Mattinson, running back one. T.J. Hawkinson, freshly paid. It's uh, and also too since obviously since we last spoke, a Netflix special came out. I like Kirk Cousins more now. I feel like he's like that guy where he's just like, you can't help but like the guy. So with all that being said, and also because we can talk about the Buccaneers, but I think it's just going to be a year of just downfall after downfall. And Mike Evans is going to be somewhere else in 2024. And also I will say this right now, because I'm putting it in the universe, but Chris Godwin would be so good in Foxborough. He'd be so good. So good. Um, And I've said that for probably the last, three years maybe i love either of them i'll be i'd be happy with but godwin especially but i I don't i I don't think either of them are going to stay in tampa much longer if make it through the whole season i don't think tampa is going to be very good i'm my ceiling with them is i think four wins five wins maybe we Um, we also know what todd bowles is as a head coach yeah but there's that too there's that it's the combination of Baker Mayfield under center and then Todd Bowles being in charge. Like, it's just, it's not a formula that I like. Um, But on the flip side with Minnesota, I like, I don't know. I watched them last year and I thought to myself, like this, this team has all the potential to be a serious football team. Yeah. Make serious runs. They've got the best, in my opinion, the best receiver in the league right now. And I don't think anybody should be questioning that. But if you are, watch the tape because Justin Jefferson is legit. Um, And like Kirk too, like Kirk is somebody, I would put him in the same category as like Dak where they don't blow me away, but I know what I'm going to get from them. And more often than not, it's going to be good slash good enough. Um, the only thing with Minnesota is their defense. I'm not crazy about them, but I do think they win the division too. So over 45 and a half is right there. I know Baker Mayfield's Baker Mayfield, but when you have two defenses where it's kind of like that over 45 is there right there. And at first with great receivers, I thought for sure you're going KJ Osborne. I didn't realize you're going to say Justin Jefferson. I got totally caught off guard by that one. (laughs) But, um, with, what do I say? I feel like Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott, it's like a good chain restaurant you know you're comfortable going to. It's Yeah, like, it's, it's an it's Applebee's. Good. Yeah. I mean, they don't have those in Canada anymore, but oh. it's that, it's that like, you know, it's like that comfort food. It's that like security blanket you can go to, to you know, hey, every time I walk in here, I'm going to get something that it's going to fill me up and I'm going to be satisfied. Yeah, thousand percent. That's about as good of a reference as you could make when you're talking about those two. Like, you know... You know, when you go to McDonald's, you're going to get the French fries and they're going to be good. And if they're not, it's like a one-off. It's probably not going to happen again for another four or five years. And the same thing with them. You get a really, really bad game from them. It's probably not going to happen again for another five or six games. They're going to be consistent. They're on the top tier of mid. Yes. It's consistent. And sometimes that's all you need. It's like the, I was going to say. It's that safe – it's like when you see the movies, that safe boyfriend. You know, people say, I can bring you yeah. home to my father. It's yep. it's that. That's what it is. Because literally, Kirk Cousins is that guy. He dresses like he <laughs> He really is. He really is. And again, yeah. nothing wrong with that. Sometimes that is all you need to be successful. It's just somebody who can just put the ball where it's got to go. They don't have to blow you away, throw for 400 yards every single game, anything like that. Like, you just need a game manager. Yeah. I've gone through three podcast titles in my head already. I've gone through, hey, kid, welcome to the NFL, Steel City Kool-Aid, or Applebee's quarterback. But I think I have to go with Applebee's quarterback just, just because. Yeah, Applebee's quarterback is good. It's That's 
but like it's it's just so true so if anybody saw it that's they'd probably be like oh they're talking about kirk cousins Duh. <laughs> exactly that, that's it Applebee's quarterback. <laughs> done. um jacksonville at envy um obviously look jacksonville was what they were last year indy we don't know what we're getting mm-hmm. but because I, I said this in my afc preview show where i was like with Anthony Richardson in this Shane Sykin experiment, I feel like in a couple of years it's either going to be Jalen Hurts to the extent of not like going to the Super Bowl, but like, hey, this kid's got something, or mm-hmm. it's at Justin Fields where that third year, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is completely in question. So we'll have to wait and see what goes on. Yeah. Um, call me crazy, but I think that there's a chance the Indianapolis Colts win this football game just because Week One always has those like goofy results that like. No yeah. one really sees coming. And then, like, week two, they're, like, brought back to earth. Like, they'll win week one, but then week two, they'll get, like, crushed by, like, 20 points. I just – there's so many question marks around that team for me. Like, I watched Anthony Richardson in college last year, and, like, week one against – I don't even remember who they played week one. I want to say it was, like, Utah. Yeah, right? It was. So good. I was like, oh, man, Florida's back. Mm-hmm. And then next couple of weeks – not not really great and not only the quarterback position but Jonathan Taylor is not going to be out there nope so what's the plan at running back I genuinely couldn't even tell you Zach Moss I want to say former Buffalo Bill I think that's it they have a receiver I like in Michael Pittman Jr but besides Isn't that he banged up though I think Isn't he so. dealing with something I think he may be. I'm not too sure. I'm not too familiar with my Indianapolis Colts. I feel like this is a time of year where, like, I get familiar with everything. And also, too, I have, yeah. like, how you realized Dalton Schultz was on Houston. I'm going to have that moment watching Game Sunday where I'm like, oh, yeah, he's there. He's there. <laughs> right? Like, you, you always forget. Like, hockey, you do it, like, very rarely just because, like, you know all the transactions. But with football, it's, like, so many moving parts. There's thousands right. of players in the league. Um, when I, I'm going to walk back my take. Like I, like, I can see the Colts winning. But at the end of the day, I still, like – I just like them to cover the four and a half. I think that's just the fair one. I feel like it's going to be a closer football game, but at the end of the day, I feel like we're going to see Jacksonville be like, Hey, like it's like, Hey, Jacksonville goes in there. They get the win. Trevor Lawrence looks like Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I just like, like I was saying, it wouldn't shock me to see up. Like, how about this? Me with this game is you with Atlanta and Carolina. It's like, just, it's weird. Like it just feels weird. Right. Yeah. It, division rivals. That's the thing other. too. Yeah. In the division, both South divisions, those games are always so nutty that, like, it, it it's, never, it's never comfortable making a pick because you never, you truly never know what you're going to get. Um, I, I'm just going to ask this. How familiar are you with college football? Um, I'm not a fan, but I watch. It could be Big Ten football or it can be, like, Big 12 football. Right, exactly. With those teams. You're either punting back and forth and it ends up being a 10-3 game. When yes. the clock runs out, or nobody plays defense whatsoever, and we're scoring fifty points each side. Because I remember last year there was an Atlanta Carolina game that was like the same thing, and like DJ Moore had a crazy catch in that game as well. So that's why I said that just before I obviously went in. And obviously, I figured you watch college, just you don't have to do my due diligence and ask before we go ahead. So yeah. I feel like I'm going to stick with Colts, the Colts spread pick here, but I think Jacksonville okay. gets the win. That's fair. I'm taking Jacksonville, and oh. Calvin Ridley is is back. Is he not? He is back. So that's going to be an interesting thing too, because one good game from him, and I'm making a trade. I'm I'm dumping whatever I have to dump to make a trade. I'd love to hear it. So, oh, I'd love to hear that. Um, but you know how we were talking about this? Like both South games are weird. We actually have a game this week where it's the South versus the South as the Titans play the Saints. And I'm going to say this right now. A lot. I know everyone like looks in the NFC as like the like the Eagles or the 49ers. My dark horse to watch in that conference is the New Orleans Saints because I feel really? like I say this because for a few reasons. One, my father is a Saints fan. Don't it's okay. basic that, and they're like my quasi NFC team. The other is I feel like we're going to see Derek Carr bounce back and be that not MVP Derek Carr because Derek Carr is another Applebee's quarterback, right? But he just seems like he's going to go out there and have fun, you know, where it's like the weight's off his shoulders. Like the Saints fans love the team, but I feel like too, there's not that pressure on playing with Vegas where it was like last year. It was like new coach, Devontae Adams. You have all this expectation. I feel like it's easier for them to go out there and get the job done. Um, One player to watch for, which I love is, well, I was going to say Jamal Williams, anytime touchdown is not really fair value. I really like Chris Olave as well. 
But Michael Thomas is a big X factor for that team. And I think as well, the Saints have one of the more underrated defenses in the NFL. Michael Thomas stresses me out. Stresses me out. I just I I want him so bad to be good, as good as he was that one season. Twenty nineteen. I just man, he just can't stay on the field. But I do I I do have New Orleans winning that division because yeah. I think if they don't, it's a failure mm-hmm. because it's just so there for the taking for them. Everybody else is. I mean, just let's just call a spade a spade. They're probably not going to be very good. No. Um, I just, I just don't know. It, like with Derek Carr, like I'm not a believer, and I, I feel bad because like there are games where I absolutely should be, and then he just, he just Derek Carr's himself, and he's just you're like, oh, there he is. That's the guy. He can give me so. podcast titles, and I love it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I was going to say was, I, like, I, when I say dark horse, I don't think like, – I'm not here saying they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Even oh, yeah, no, no, no. But I think, like, this could be a team that if they win the division, they could easily get to the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah. Like, win their wild card matchup. I still think they'll be, like, a 10-7 and 7 football team. Like, I'm not how you're saying, you know, oh, they're going to go 14-3. and 3, They're going to run the world. They're going to light the world on fire. No, I feel like there's going to be some struggle there. But I feel like they can really grin down and win games, especially to take advantage of such a weak division. Mm-hmm. But with this game – the over's only at 41 and a half here. I'm sorry. Really? I, I, you got to go for that. Um, that's that's low-hanging fruit. Like, I think you're going to – also, too, I think people are going to see D-Hop and be like – because there's all these reports now where it's like, hey, he, him and Tannehill have chemistry. Um, Derek Henry's there. Jamal Williams is there. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. There's all these, like, weapons there. And I'm like, that 41 and a half, that's three touchdowns a team. And, look, I know both teams have good defenses, but at the same time, too – both teams play very unpredictable football in that sense of where yes. it's a punt fest or it's a shootout. Very much. I, um, I'm taking Tennessee in this game, admittedly, because I, I'm, unless it's so glaringly obvious that an NFC South team is going to win a football game, I'm not. I don't feel comfortable picking them at this point. I need to see, I need to see it first before I can decide if I have any faith. Um, Tennessee, though, like Ryan Tannehill, another yeah. guy who you know what you're going to get more often than not. <laughs> adding D Hop, I mean, that's adding another what? At least six touchdowns to their team right there throughout yeah. the season. Derrick Henry provided everything is good in terms of his legs, his yes. feet, where he's had issues over the last couple of seasons. And then Traylon Burks, like I feel like he's been a little bit buried in the storyline here of the Tennessee Titans. So I love all of that offensively. Defensively, the run defense isn't all that great, but in a game where we're pushing for the over, that's totally fine. Yeah. So that, 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 that's it. Um, the other thing I will say too is I like Tennessee to win the division, to be honest with you, just because every it's a Mike Vrabel thing. It's that every yeah. year he's oh. counted out. Every because like I feel like the Titans are that team where everyone like forgets about them. Sure, you have a mayonnaise eating, mayonnaise coffee drinking quarterback, but he's on the bench. And as long as this team, I think, can stay healthy, they're gonna be that team where everyone's gonna be like, "Holy shit, we forgot about the Tennessee Titans." It's like, like I feel like Jacksonville can still win it. I just feel like if they do, Tennessee's gonna be right there. It's not gonna be like a runaway division. I think it's it's definitely Jacksonville's division to lose, but if Tennessee did make some noise, it wouldn't surprise me. Yes. I don't know. I'm like it's one of again, one of those things. I'm just gonna have to see how the first couple of games go before I can confidently say they might be a threat. I'm not saying they're a threat to win like anything. I'm just thinking like in the NFC South they're a threat because I feel like everyone thinks Jacksonville's just gonna kinda run away with it and the Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. are that team where like we we're saying earlier, like came just came out of nowhere, like like I always say back to them in 2019 when they were this close to getting to the Super Bowl. Oh, man, yeah. Um, Brutal. So that's the 1 o'clock slate. Let's, there's some quick games because obviously there's one topic we got to spend a bit of time on. Green Bay at Chicago. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I don't like Green Bay as the underdog here. I know Jordan loves first game. There's a lot of pressure on Justin Fields. But at the end of the day, it's the same Bears, even though they have DJ Moore. And Matt LaFleur knows how to beat the – Beat the Bears, so I'm going Packers here. Just simple. Then also two plus one and a half. That's pretty much a gimme. So yeah. I'd rather take the. I, I, I'm just going to take the money line because it's better odds at plus one hundred. But because it's like if you're going to take one, just take the other. 
I'm taking Chicago in this Ooh. one. And that is because news came out today. Pass catchers in Green Bay are a little banged up. I did see that. But you know what? Green Bay has been that gut pick of mine because I've seen them at plus forever. And I'm not mm-hmm. backing away from it because it's whenever I back off from it is when I lose. So it's I'm like it's, to bite you. Exactly. That's why yep. I'm sticking with it. That's um, fair. I have a spicy one for you for this next game, which is Vegas at Denver. Okay. I like Las Vegas. So I do I. Weird. You know they have not so – they've had the Broncos number since 2019. This is the other game in this slate for the whole day where I'm just like, shit. Like, I I have it. I have my notes right here, and I scribbled out Denver because uh. I said, you know what? No, I'm doing it. We're going with Vegas. Even though Chandler Jones, it seems like, is not going to be playing, whatever the hell's going on with him. Um, I, I, I don't want to judge him just because, obviously, with mental health and everything like that, we don't know what's going on with yeah. there. So I'd rather just keep that at bay. Uh, but Or not keep it at bay, but like just hope for the best that if he's fighting something, he gets through it. But I look at this and I'm like, you know, I told you the Monday after is always overreaction Monday after week one. Yep. This is going to be that game where everyone's going to go, oh, it's the same old Broncos. Russ isn't Russ. Like, Russ is still bad. Like, whatever he's cooking is terrible. Um but with Vegas, it's just that, like, it's that same thing I was thinking about with the Colts earlier, where it's like, hey, you get a great week one win, and then week two, you lay an egg. Yeah. Which, if any team is going to do it, it's going to be a team led by Josh McDaniels, the head coach. Because what, whenever he moves into that head coaching role, that's just, like, it follows him. I don't understand why, but it does. And it we actually talked about this, and I'm going to say the same thing I said yesterday. This is... This Vegas team are going to go through what the 49ers teams have gone through with Jimmy G. First couple of weeks, everything's going to be great. The optimism is going to be through the roof. Then, because he's Jimmy G, something happens. He breaks a toe or something, and then it all falls apart. So and Also, they're going to Buffalo week two as well. So mm, That's not great either. And I know we talked I – th- I know you were there last year in Vegas for when the Patriots oh, yeah. were there. It's, it's not going back to that. It's not going back to that. I'm pulling up the rest of their schedule quickly because their first few home games are effectively road games. Do you want to know why? Who are they? Steelers, Ooh. Packers, Patriots. The, Those probably, three teams travel fantastic. Right. Top five in terms of fan bases that travel well. And then the um, Giants and Jets and Chiefs, so – yeah, I, I, but it's so tough, too, because they're in Vegas. Like, anybody will look for an excuse to go to Vegas, especially if it's for a football game. So you got to figure more often than not, it's going to be a more of an away crowd anyway. But I will say last year, those Vegas fans, they they showed up and they made themselves heard for sure. But I don't know. I don't know. Vegas, I don't think – I don't think either of those teams are really going to be all that great this year. No. Um, but Vegas, like if I'm totally convinced that they're going to follow that trajectory I just laid out, like by week five is when they're going to start to nosedive. And we play them week six. So it's even perfect. I only say, and also I'm going to ask you this. Do I have permission to clip that of me saying Vegas and then you screaming? So do I. So if they do win Sunday, I'm going to post that. I'm going to post that to Twitter and tagging you being like, Hey, look, Brandon and I were right. Yes, Um, absolutely. uh, I love to hear it. Um, Rams at Seahawks. Uh, I'm going Seattle for the simple yeah. reason of who's on that. That Rams defense has no. It's Aaron Donald and like eleven janitors, and then yeah, pretty much no Cooper, <laughs> no Cooper Cup, and like Matt Stafford doesn't. I, I'm sorry, that Kelly Stafford thing opened up a bad can of worms. Where it's I like just, I can't believe that they just like how do you say that? How do you not think before you speak? And think, oh, is this maybe going to cause a little bit of an issue uh, in my locker room? Yeah, because like, look, there's conversations I have with my fiance. You have your with your boyfriend that stay between the two of you, so and stay between yeah. the two of us. That's one of them. That's one of them that needed to stay between those two. <laughs> but yeah, that's... it's Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. There's no reason for me to take the Rams whatsoever. Yeah, just moving on. Uh, next one up. Uh, this one, I had a weird gut feeling about the under, but the more I thought about it, I got to go over, and that's Miami at Los Angeles. I just look at this Hard one. Hard over. It's, <laughs> defenses are in question, and I'll say this too. Quentin Johnson, I think, is going to really show out and prove why he was a fir- why he was picked as high as he was. And LA's going to be like, hey, look at Herbert. And I'll also say this too. 
Herbert's my MVP pick for this year. Mine too. I'm running it back. I picked him last year and they let me down, but I'm doing it again this year. I, uh, I've adopted the Chargers as like my number two team just because I love Justin Herbert so much. And they're, I mean, we live in Los Angeles. We go to a decent amount of Chargers games just because it's here. So is the best and stuff like that. Um, and any excuse to root against the Miami Dolphins, I'm going to take. So this game for sure, I'm a Chargers fan. But I do have a little bit of a parlay that I am going to use for my uh, Sunday same game parlay through FanDuel. And I saw this one and I I had to do it. So it's Chargers money line because, of course, okay. I'm going to go Herbert over passing yards. Ooh. Miami secondary is a little iffy. No Jalen Ramsey. Nope. And then because I love this guy, too, and I can't be totally biased. Jalen Waddle anytime touchdown. Uh, that, you know that parlay is, them together. That's my, that, that that is a good one. I got one for Sunday Night Football coming up that I'll tell you about in a little bit. But man, you, you I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this. I'm, 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 I'm I gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I think I have to tell you on that one. I'm in. I'm in on. on I'm in on the Chargers, and especially, but like like you said, especially games like this where it's like it's going to be a high scoring game. There's no yeah. reason why, and none of these should hit. All right, so now I also have two uh, uh, two clips from this podcast that I get to clip. So uh, <laughs> clip, clips the pit clip. Um, Philadelphia, New England, obviously the big storyline here is who's coming back more than anything. Yep. Our, our childhood hero. And I have a question yeah. for you. I could ask favorite moment and obviously it goes to a Super Bowl. But do you have a play or a game from Tom from a regular season or a playoff game that just stands out to you and that like, you always think about and you go, that's why he was as great as he was? I've got a few. I've got a few. Um, my end-all, be-all favorite throw of Tom Brady's career is the pass to Danny Amendola in the Falcon Super Bowl, where it's just the dot right on the sideline. That, I think, is the best throw of his career. Um, and then, like, I don't know. I mean, that touchdown pass to Cordero Patterson in Miami a couple years ago, that was ridiculous. There's just so many. Like, it's so hard to sit here and, like, try to pull one out of my memory bank and say that that one was the best. But, Chargers game yeah, it's just – it's tough. Man, he's just – he was just so fucking good. <laughs> like, it's just – it's so hard. Um, one I look at is Thanksgiving Day 2010, Alfonso Smith. When he, wa- when he waved at him and then he said, hey – I'm going to bully you all day long and just yeah. three, just three touchdowns. Just psh, psh, psh. Um, another one just is the infamous, sicko. the infamous quote after the LA charger playoff game, which looking back on it now, if I was a bigger better at the time, you should have seen that and said, they're winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. The one, you know, everyone thinks we suck and now we're not good yeah. anymore. As soon as you started that, we should have been like, we were worried all week, like all oh, the chiefs, this. And I'm like, you got to know that man's got something in him. He's, he um, was just something else. It's going to be so weird. Like, this is the first season that I can remember in my lifetime without him playing football or being on a roster or anything like that. It's so strange. Coming into Delta Airlines. um, (laughs) That was a really weirdly worried tweet. Oh, man. It's like, you you sure about that? Right, again. You sure about that? Reread before we hit send, people. Is there any way that this can be taken out of context? Probably. I also, well, I know Sunday, like from the minute that was announced, I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing my Brady jersey Sunday. I always remember seeing a photo of you and standing in front of a mural of him basically being like, buying a jersey three sizes too big so you yes. would be here forever. Like, I just did. Just to me. Yeah. Uh, I did. My dad got me one in, I want to say it was 2003, Kids XL. It did not fit in a Kids XL at the time. Um, but it still fits. I still have it. It's hanging up in my closet with the rest of my jerseys and... It's my lucky uh, game day jersey. I got one with a Super Bowl. I have one of those ones too from back in the day, but I did get a Super Bowl 51 patch jersey after that. So after that game, because I'm like, I have to remember this because yeah. how iconic it was. Um, so that's just it. Like there's there's so many moments. I like to ask just people about moments with Tom Brady just because it's that big, like overall arching thing. where, it, And especially Sunday too, where you hear now – Everyone's coming back. Everyone's like going to be there. Like Ty Law said, apparently there's a lot of former players. He said players everybody's there. coming back. 
I'm like, they're going to be pulling people out of the woodwork. Like, there's some, obviously, probably not. Like, would be great to see, like, a Rodney Harrison or Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, gone for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but uh, So, just... my thing is, my thing is with that, if everybody's coming back, like, they have to be retiring his number. It has to be, yeah. like, a surprise type yeah. thing. Because like, I don't think if it was just, like, a, oh, hey, like, thanks, Tom Brady, a little halftime thing that they just bring him out onto the field and whatever, that everybody – would be coming back like there's got to be something in the works here there's a behind the scenes or at the top of that new lighthouse there's just a big tom brady statue that just lives up there forever they're doing something they're doing a ribbon cutting i want to say tomorrow night or friday night one of the two Mm -hmm. at the stadium for that and going into the actual game itself the more and more i've said this and this may age poorly the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm Same. talking in New England's winning this game on Sunday. Yes! <laughs> we, I, I have, like, we have had the same conversation here for months, that the Patriots are going to win this football game. I don't care how crazy it sounds. I I think so, too. I really do. And I don't know if I'm, like, I'm just so high on excitement or whatever it is, but I I feel it, too. I feel it, too. I just look at it and I'm like, you have all this stuff coming back. Philly's supposed to be this like unreal force of a team, which I think they're going to be. Look, like I said, it's the same thing where, hey, they may lose on Sunday, but then they're going to smoke Minnesota next Thursday because we all know mm-hmm. what primetime Kirk is. But the more I think about this game, I've always been on them for the spread, that plus four. I think New England is going to be a great spread team for this whole season, that they're going to be in a lot of close games. I just see this as – you know, everyone's going to be picking Philly. Everyone's going to say they're going to go in there. They're going to put 30 on them. They're going to put 40 on them. They're going to ruin Tom Brady day. When I look at this, the more and more I look at this, what's stopping them? It's one of those things where you're New England. You've got nothing to lose. And right. also, too, I want to see Mack go out there and play just to shut up everyone who's told me that he's not good. He's not this. Mac's kind of in that borderline Applebee's thing. But yeah, at the same time I completely too, agree. If he just goes out there and plays his football, he's going to be great. And I even said this to someone today as a joke. If you really want to sprinkle some value for an anytime touchdown parlay, why not feed it to the man that's got something to prove that we're number 15 now in Zeke? It may not happen, but it could be a fun little value sprinkle if you want. I've got him stashed on my fantasy bench for a rainy day. Same. I tried doing the Ramondre Zeke stack. I sure do. I've got him, and I thought about – yeah, maybe Kendrick Bourne, but he's a free agent, so I will, he, I will be picking him up at some point. Um, not yet, though. But I, I just with the thing with Philly, though, like I don't think people are looking at them and thinking they lost both of their coordinators. Like that—that's significant. It—it it yeah. really is. Um, not significant to the point where I think they're going to fall flat on their faces and not be good this year, but significant enough to where they may stumble a little bit out of the gate. Yeah, I so, think so too. They have and the then going, going back to New England too. They've got a new coordinator. He's yeah. got something to prove that he can be an NFL coach. The offense as a whole has something to prove. The head coach, I think, has something to prove this year because you've got everybody and their mother saying that this is it. The Belichick's on the hot seat. This, that, and the other. Like it's almost time for him to go. Why not? Why not? Ball out. They've got some really good rookies on both sides of the ball. Like I. It's. I know for a fact. Like I'm. I'm being completely biased with this take. I and I know that, and that, that's fine. Yeah. But it's hard for me to sit here and say they don't at least have a, a puncher's chance to win this football game. That that it's. You know what it is. It is three simple words that I use to describe the NFL every season. I know we've gone well over our time, and I apologize for that. But we'll wrap no, that's soon. fine. Any given Sunday. That's exactly. The three words. Exactly. Any given Sunday. Why not us? And I'm going to say this right now. New England to win this game, I, I, whoops, I already skipped ahead to the next game. They are plus 172 on the money line. So even the books, like FanDuel, doesn't see them getting blown out. Yeah. So if you want to go bet that plus 172, join Brianna and I. Because Come look, on in. Like I said to you earlier, what's 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 stopping this team? It's like Philly's, Philly's got everything to play for. Like Philly's right. this team where you were this close to winning the Super Bowl. Everyone thinks you're going to get back. I said this earlier on, like when – podcast of last week where I'm like, I feel like Philly's going to be that team that like, look, everyone thinks is going to be good. That like, they have a couple, they have a couple drunken stumbles out of the gate where everyone's like, you good, bro. You good. 
And then, hey, I'm just saying. Pats, the Pats have nothing to lose. Nobody thinks that they're going to do anything this year. Why not? Why not? Oh, why not? Why not us? Any given Sunday. Sunday Night Football brings us to the Meadowlands where the Giants play the Cowboys. I'll be on here Sunday night as me and my one of my buddies do a thing called Danny Dimes in Primetime. It started during COVID. Don't ask. We literally <laughs> recorded. It was the the game where he had the infamous fall against Philly. And then, like, oh, the next, yeah. And then we were recording against the box, and we realized, like, hey, we've recorded, like, back-to-back primetime things for Danny, so let's just keep doing it. So he's building it up. And my same-game parlay takes us to the opposite side of the field. C.D. Lamb over 74 and a half yards and a C.D. Lamb touchdown on okay. Sunday night. I like it. Plus 206. I think – and also here's the other thing to all say. Dak is an Applebee's quarterback, but I honestly think Dak's an underrated quarterback to where if he was in any other market, he'd probably be a top 10 guy already. I think it's just because you have that spotlight and that pressure on you of being a Dallas Cowboy quarterback, which holds a lot of weight compared to quarterbacking anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Is that – and plus two – the Cowboys have a really good record in MetLife Stadium. The Giants are that same thing, too, where it's like Darren Waller, all this. And it's like the Cowboys have all these question marks around them where I'm like, I think this is a game where people kind of remind themselves, hey, Dallas is good. Like, I'm almost borderline talk myself into, like, can Dallas go far? But then I talk myself out of it because, like, how – Because you remember gonna, they're the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> because of the Dallas Cowboys, kind of like with hockey, how – you, you people can talk my team into winning the hockey games, but then people remember, oh yeah, we like to see their fans embarrassed more than happy. So it's the same sort of logic when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, which I yeah. really call the Dallas Cowboys and Toronto Maple Leafs. It's like the same thing, just different sports, and they still make yep. a shitload of money. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to this game, I just look. That's how I look at it. Where I'm like, I'm not saying that the Giants can be bad. I'm just saying this might be the game where, and I say this this season. You've made you're making your forty million, Daniel. You got to go out there and show why. Hey, this is why I earned forty million, not just right. that I made my money and I'm going to walk away. You got to prove to the world why you're worth what you got paid. Yeah, I agree. I I do think the Giants are going to have a good year. I just don't think they win this game. I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm taking the Cowboys. Giants are going to be a wild card team or like just yeah. on the outside looking in, but they're not going to be bad by any stretch of the imagination. But no. this game, I got to take them. Uh, also, too, I'm going to keep the short and sweet for Monday Night Football. Give me Bills minus two and a half. I'm sorry. I know everyone's so on the Jets. I'm so over it. I'm so over them, but also, too, and it pains me to say this, I borderline think that this might be the year Buffalo gets it done. I don't like to say It has it. to I, be. It I'm has to be, or else it. the window is completely closed. That's it. Because Diggs, like, even Bills fans will tell you this isn't a perfect team. There's some Bills fans out there comparing Josh Allen to Shohei Otani because they have the Jesus same injury, Christ. which... Oh, I saw, a, I saw that tweet. I saw that. There is a section of Bill's Mafia that I respect and that I have on here on a regular basis that like talk ball and love ball and no ball and they like they mm-hmm. like their team. But then there's it's like every fan base. You have your knowledgeable fans and then you have your fans where you look at them and it's yeah. like, do you need a, a straight jacket there, pal? Like, what's <laughs> going on? And Bill's fans is like that too. It's like the same Bill's fans who like to romanticize the wild card win from two years ago, which we go, that that's cute. Like, yeah, you beat us fair and square, but... You didn't win the Super Bowl, pal. Yeah. Um, I'm just going Bills minus two and a half here because, like I was saying, everyone's on the Jets. I think this is the game, too, where Josh Allen, I think, is going to come out and show the world. And I, I'm going to say this because it's my podcast and I allow it. I'm Josh motherfucking Allen. I think it's that. I, I'm not saying they're going to kill them, but two and a half, like, I think we're going to see that game where Josh Allen, like, like I said, shows the world why he is who he is. Plus two. Maybe having Haley Seinfeld on your side is not a bad thing after all. Maybe. I mean, he did have a hot boy summer and he's, you know, he lived it up this summer. Um, My biggest thing is this is probably the worst uh, game for me to pick because I hate both of these teams. Um, I'm not going to say I hate both of the fan bases, but I greatly, greatly dislike them as close to greatly disliking as you can get. Um, And like Aaron Rodgers, man, I'm I'm so over the hype of Aaron Rodgers as a New York Jet and how good the New York Jets are going to be. Like the Patriots have offensive line issues, so do the Jets, if yeah. not worse. So it's all well and good that you got a nice shiny new quarterback who's going to make <laughs> this offense, you know, this gunslinging, high flying thing. He can't do that if he's on his ass. So let's figure that out first. I will say their defense. 
going to be very good. Probably top five. Not as good as one of their corners thinks they're going to be, but they're going to be top five. So they've got that going for them. But yes. if that offensive line can't figure it out and Aaron Rodgers can't get the ball to where it needs to go and he's scrambling like a maniac and then he starts getting pissed off at everybody because it's obviously everybody else's fault, but his, New York is going to learn really quick uh, why all those things happen to Green Bay. Their first, I know everyone likes to say like, oh, the Patriots aren't going to do this because they have such a hard schedule. New York out of the gate has Buffalo, Dallas, New England, Kansas City. Even though you may, like everyone likes to say, oh, well, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey will be back for that game. It's just a matter of if Chris Jones is there, which if, I will say this with Kansas City, if as long as Chris Jones is not playing, just bet they're over. That's what I'm going to keep saying Mm -hmm. because it's like, just go that route. But with this game, I also like, so I don't get ESPN up here, but I get ESPN radio through CF Sirius. And sometimes I listen to Get Up, and then I turn it off when I hear Green, Greeny and Bart Scott yeah. talking about it. And it's for reasons like that, because next Especially Tuesday Especially Bart Scott. My God. I would love Homer. nothing more than to them to overreact and freak out because the Jets lost the Monday night opening game that you're supposed to win. That Woody Allen has made, like, a $150 ticket now on resale going for, like, $500. Like, for as much as I have friends who are New York Jets fans, I want to see them suffer just because it's like, pal, you're the Jets. It's just one of those things where it's like, it. it's funny. You're you're the one we like to pick on. And every year, everyone likes to tell me, like, oh, it's like new teams, even with New England. It's like, why can't you just have what you had? Like, you, you had your cake and you ate it too. At the same time, too, I'm like, look, I want my team to be successful at the end of the day, even though yeah. people think – some people have told me New England's going to be a five-win team. I still think they're a seven- to ten-win team. Yeah. Um but with the Jets, it's just like, it's it's funny. It's I funny. Just, I'm so over it. To the point where I was talking to my 80-year-old grandmother the other day. Oh. And she said, I cannot wait for Aaron Rodgers to fall on his face. Verbatim. Like, not even, I'm not even making it up because the lady still has a wits, her wits about her. We have football conversations all the time. And she doesn't like Aaron Rodgers almost as much as I don't like Aaron Rodgers. And that was the direct quote. And, like, I... I was like, yep, you're so right. You're so right, sister. Absolutely. I just, I can't wait. I can't wait for this whole, like, looking at it through rose-colored glasses thing to be over. Because, like, I watched Aaron Rodgers last year. Yeah. Um, and I saw well, the, the struggles that that team had. A lot of it were because of the quarterback, but a lot of it also were in places that directly affect the quarterback. Like maybe an offensive line, who knows? So it's going to be interesting, and I think they start the season one and three. To be totally honest, I do too. And also, as long as they, if if they lose week three, that's still going to hover over them mentally, just because it's like how look at Miami for all those years where Josh Allen would just roll around with Buffalo, Miami, and then finally last year they beat them, and then look at Miami kind of catapulted their season. Yeah, if New York does not beat us week three. I'm sorry, that's still the catalyst point where it's like. You have not beat – but the last time – so like I told you earlier, I'm in the process right now of, like, my concept, planning a wedding, all this stuff like that. I didn't even know her yet the last mm-hmm. time the Jets beat the Patriots. So let's just put that into perspective, and we've been together for almost seven years now. So Jets fans, if you want to get going, it's been a while. It's been a while. You know what? I just, been- I, I just will be completely insufferable if the Patriots beat them. I'm, I've, I've got a whole folder worth of takes that – if they age poorly, I'm ready to go. I'm. This is like my villain arc. This yeah. New York Jets team, they've totally yeah. turned me into the Joker. I'm ready. Because it's in, 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 in like 17 days, we're either going to be on or be like, you know what? Hey, you beat us, you got us, or congrats for time and however long. It's like it's like the Buffalo Wild Card thing where it's like, hey, you got us. Where they're making sure it's on like every single touchdown play. It's like, okay, hey, great, fine. You play. We are the champions after a wild card win. Good for you. Have fun. It's the same sort of logic if the Jets, because if the Jets fans, if they're like, yeah, we beat New England, it's a monkey off our back, great. But if you come at us being like, oh, we finally beat you, ah, it's like all this stuff. Patriots like, all right, cool, fine. Yeah. Now go, go, do what everyone thinks you're going to go do. Only took like 15 years, I guess. I don't know, but That's yeah, it. I'm excited though. This week is going to be, this week is going to be really fun. I can't this wait. Week- this week's going to be fun, really fun. And, folks, I'm going to say this before we wrap up, but I originally told Bree we are going to go 30 to 40 minutes. We end up going just over an hour, which I am very appreciative of you to do this. You've been – this is your second time on here. You're now reoccurring guest. Yes. Now reoccurring. We'll have to do – we'll definitely you're, – you're basically on that list of people where it's like 
yes, definitely want to have her back on. I love talking football with her. You're always a blast to talk to. And also to, like I said, because she, uh, she's also a great follow on Twitter. Like there, you see there BSP underscore 13. You also BSP BSP thir- underscore 13, I believe as well. That's Instagram and TikTok as well. Yes. Um, I know I follow her. So guys go give her a follow too. check out unsportsmanlike conduct every Tuesday on FanDuel's Twitch, which is, um, Tuesdays at seven o'clock. I want to say it's just, we changed time. the time. Ooh. It's 5 PM now instead of seven, a little earlier. So 5 PM Eastern. Yes. 5 PM Eastern. 5 p.m. Eastern on FanDuel Switch channel, guys. But anyway, guys, enjoy week one of the season. Episode number 244 of YWC Football Talk is in the bag. If you root for an Applebee's quarterback, enjoy it. (laughs) Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamscore.com.